What's up, team? Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Uh, today, we don't have uh, the boss lady or the boss man on with us, but we do have two amazing hybrid coaches and all-around badass ladies with us, uh, Colleen Foch and Hunter Elam. I also, to my right, have uh, our director of education, Becca Fay. My name's Candice. I lead marketing for hybrid. So you have the ladies taking over this episode. We talk about life, sport, and uh, get into some personal stories behind these wonderful ladies. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it. Steffi sees it. Hayden sees it. We all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. U.S. Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go Element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. Cool. Well, this is fun because we have uh, Colleen here visiting us for the week, which has been, it feels like a week, right? Better Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been shooting all week. kinds of fun content for a surprise that will be revealed in an upcoming episode very soon. Yes. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. And one of the reasons I was so excited for Colleen and I to come out and visit this trip was literally so that we could get some additional footage of the two of you, Hunter and Colleen, training together because you're both just badass bombshells. And yeah, I think the world needs more of that. This Thank is just going to be a podcast of just like gassing up Colleen and Hunter. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> this is going to be so yeah. ready to lift oh me after yes. this. <laughs> we're going to be going to the hybrid just like, hey, everyone. <laughs> we feel great. But I mean, it's not often that we get like a full ladies episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare that we have an episode without our two founders and yeah. hosts of the, of the podcast. So we're just taking over yeah. uh, all girls episode. And uh, you guys are going to get some training in later today. But we thought this would be the perfect opportunity for uh, hybrid audience and listeners to be able to get to know you guys a little bit better, get a little bit more personal. So I want us to cover one, uh, start with you guys just giving some background about who you are personally, your athletic careers. And then I just want us to dig into some more gossipy stuff. Okay. Perfect. The girls room. Okay. So yeah. uh, I Take guess... it away, Colleen. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right to Colleen. Yeah. I guess. shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, Colleen, so just to share like your, you know, your 30 second elevator pitch bio. Yeah. So I, as far as athletic career goes, I swam pretty much my whole life. Um, I swam at Berkeley in college. Um, we won a few national championships, which was awesome. And then after that, found CrossFit because I loved weightlifting and I was like, I just want to lift a bunch of weight with some people, be a little competitive. Um, didn't necessarily think about like games or anything, but a few months into it, I was like, why not? <laughs> um, and then started doing that, did that for a few years, uh, went to the games on team individually, 
And then about a little over a year ago, um, tried out for the Team USA bobsled team and made the national team. Did that for a little bit up until about like eight months ago. Tore my ACL, which was a bummer. Um, but uh, but yeah, now working full time as a data analyst and now a hybrid coach. And yeah, and couldn't be couldn't be happier. Amazing. Mine's very similar, but also very different um, because so I was in athletics like my whole life. I went to college and I was supposed to play soccer, but I was super burned out, so I just stopped. And I'm like, okay, well, I obviously want to like stay in shape. So CrossFit obviously was like the thing to do. So I got into CrossFit, but, and like you said, like I loved lifting weights and I loved lifting heavy and like hated CrossFit though. Like I didn't actually <laughs> like doing like Metcons. Like I would just come in every day and be like, oh cool, we get to snatch today, but like I have to run a mile before I get to do it. Like yeah. why? I don't know why I have to do that. I don't love that. Um, and I think everyone just got tired of me like complaining about it. And guy was like, why don't you just do Olympic weightlifting then? Like that's all you want to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's a sport and it's in the Olympics. Like you should do Olympic weightlifting. And like the very next day I found an online coach and I haven't done CrossFit since. So it was just like from there all the way, um, I was just like sold on Olympic weightlifting. Um, so I was in the process of going to nursing school. I was like a week into nursing school and I had just done like the Oklahoma state competition. So like a very small, like local competition, but I won and I set all these like state records and I thought that I was just like Ooh. killing it. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to do this full time. Like I'm going to drop out of nursing school and wait live full time. And like my mom, like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to like pursue this and do this. Like I want to move to North Carolina. There was a team out there at the time and like train. So a week into nursing school, like I drop out of nursing school, I pack my bags and I move to North Carolina to join a team. Um, it's called Mash Elite. So Travis Mash was like my first coach. So that's who I went out there um, to train with and was there for three, three and a half years. Ended up moving back home for a year. And then now, then I moved to Miami like over a year and a half ago. So now I'm still training, um, head weightlifting coach of hybrid and just enjoying life. This is the most fun I've had in a really long time, being able to coach and train. And yeah, just living in Miami is, I love it now. And you just got back from two competitions? Yes. One in Canada, which was fun. Um, and then a week later, the Arnold. So both a lot of fun, lots of travel. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Next competition is until July now, so I have like 16 weeks, nice. which is amazing. And it sounds like a long time, but it's not. <laughs> like as soon as I get back, I'm like, oh, okay, like I can rest a little bit. And it's like, no, like you're going to blink and you're going to be like, oh, I have to like work up to my openers. So Awesome. Yeah. We, uh, I guess we wanted to start too, uh, just like digging into both of you guys, the way you were raised, mm -hmm. like how, how was sport kind of presented to you when you were young or what, mm -hmm. what influenced you to kind of pursue strength sports over other sports at a young age and like what was that part of like your upbringing and like family values or just talk about that a little bit um so my mom and dad were both like very into athletics my mom actually competed in like bikini so when oh, okay. I was growing up that's kind of all I was around like she was in incredible shape but I remember like for her birthday I like baked her a strawberry cake and she was like prepping for a comp so like she couldn't eat it and like at the time like i didn't understand like i didn't understand at all i'm literally like mom i you know i made you this cake and she's like i'm sorry sweetie like i can't eat the cake 
And I'm like, what do you mean you can't eat the cake? Like, I don't get it. And I didn't get it. That's just one thing that like sticks out to me because there was a lot of things that like I just didn't understand that I saw her do. And like at the time, like I'm just like, what, what, like why can't we like go to dinner or why, whatever. Um, so I think even just then, like even though I didn't understand it, like seeing the discipline with like her and like her still having to like, I don't know, prioritize like her goals and stuff like that. I think kind of helped me as I was like continuing to do sports and get into sports like that, just because it's like, I saw firsthand like what it takes and like how dedicated she was. Um, and even with all that being said, so as soon as I started pursuing like my athletics, I was, I was really into like soccer. I played like volleyball. I ran track and I did all these other things, but soccer was like my absolute favorite. Um, and when it came time to me, like for me to travel and like compete and stuff like that with all of like my soccer games, she stopped doing like her bodybuilding and like bikini, like so she could like then help me reach like my goals. Yeah. And again, at the time, I didn't realize like she had to stop doing her stuff because of me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh yeah, you didn't have time for anything else because I was t- traveling to a different state every weekend to compete in tournaments. Um, so I don't know, just like her sacrifice and like her commitment to like supporting my goals and still to this day is just like what keeps me being able to like keep going. It's like she's literally my number one fan, usually goes to like all my competitions um, and just like the amount of like belief that she has in me is just like you don't want to fail, you don't want to stop. But my and my dad, he... Like, growing up, he was, he's a really big guy. Like, super big guy. People see my dad and be like, that's your dad? I'm like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Super strong. So, I think, like, the, I like I do have good genetics. Like, the both of them are, I was going like, to say, you posted a picture yeah. of your mom she's the other insane. day. Yeah. And she's her like, biceps are incredible. Oh, she's jacked. Like, and she doesn't really even train that much now. Like, she doesn't train that much. And she's still just, like, in incredible shape. So, the two of them, like, my dad's, like, ridiculously strong. She was ridiculously athletic. Um, I'm like, yeah, like... I get why I like sports. Like, I do. I, I understand. Yeah. It's in the genes. Um, it's in the genes, yeah, for sure. But I've always been competitive. Um, I think, like, I contribute that to having, like, an older brother who always, like, kind of picked on me, but also, like, in, like, a good kind of way. Um, like, I was constantly being challenged. I constantly wanted to be, like, better than him, and he wanted mm. to be better than me. And so I was just was kind of raised just being competitive and, like, seeing how to like be actually dedicated to something mm-hmm. and then obviously just like having support through it all like I'm, I'm really fortunate that like I had I have a great upbringing like I always had support I always had encouragement and I don't, I don't think a lot of people like get that so it's easy for them to like doubt themselves or quit in the beginning Absolutely. so just having like the support system I think honestly contributes to a lot yeah and you just you and your brother are the yeah yep know. that's it and then Colleen you have a large family. It's a lot of us. <laughs> An army. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the oldest of six. And so I'm sure initially just I can't even imagine having like six little, you know, people running around. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of it initially when we were younger was like we just need to tire them all out. So like put them into sports. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I feel super fortunate that we were allowed to try like every sport under the sun. Like got to try Volleyball, basketball, softball, swimming, of course, uh, soccer. Um, this was all when I was like super little. But um, 
so that quickly became like part of like who I am and like definitely enjoyed it. Um, and then getting into like high school, my parents were like, okay, we got to narrow it down to one. <laughs> um, and so that ended up being swimming. And um, especially so growing up, we moved around a lot. I was born in California, but we about like every six years or so ended up moving. So Illinois, Maryland, back to California. And um, growing up, like I'm definitely an introvert at heart, but like growing up, especially very shy. Um, and I think having sports and like for me, having swimming like made moving and stuff so much easier because I had like an immediate like in with like a group of people and just people that were like minded and did the same thing as me and that really helped me and I think like being on the Shire side like sports in general gave me like a sense of confidence and I think definitely like with lifting um what gravitated me to just like whatever type of strength sports like was just feeling I just felt like really me and like very mm. like alive as corny as that sounds but like um like I got to like fully express myself like through that and challenge myself in that yeah. um and so that was definitely like lifting in general has always been my favorite part of every sport I've done like with swimming I I loved racing so much. Um, and if you ask anyone I went to college with, they were like, Colleen's favorite time was when we were in the weight room. And I mean, loved swimming in general, but like training in the pool for like five hours a day was like not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> but I was a sprinter too. So I mean, it makes sense. But, um, but yeah, I have always just really enjoyed lifting. And even now that I'm at like a point in my life where I'm no longer competitive I still love doing it and like challenging myself in that way and so I think it'll be a part of my life for forever so yeah that's awesome I can definitely see I haven't heard both of your stories before but um especially the thing that you said Hunter about seeing your mom's discipline just throughout the years mm -hmm. like I remember one time I listened to a podcast that you were on way back in the day and I think it was Travis Mash that said like Hunter is just so good at doing like the day-to-day -day mundane things that like no one else wants to do. Mm -hmm. And now it makes perfect sense because you grew up observing that firsthand from yeah. your mom and the way that you both were raised. Like it's so interesting to see how it has carried through and, and shined in your athletic careers. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, he always, Travis would always say like master of the mundane. Yeah. Cause I would just yeah. like, people would make fun of me at the same time too because, and I remember like it was a, it was a big deal we were in the gym and like someone had a birthday. So kind of the story that I told you that I, like as a kid, like my mom couldn't eat the cake, she was prepping and stuff like that. So like fast forward, um, I'm in the gym, there's a group of people in there. I'm, I, I've been in like three, four different weight classes throughout my weightlifting career. So this was during a time where I was, I had just cut one weight class, I needed to cut one more weight class um, in order to have like my best shot at qualifying for the 2020 Olympics. So I was a 64 at the time. I needed to cut to a 59. If I could make that cut and maintain the same total, it was like a shoe in. I like, I, I was good. That was the move to make. So I was do, like doing that cut. So it was a cut right after a cut, which is not, not fun, not Sounds fun, awful. not the best, like to not to do not recommend. Um, but obviously when it's like, okay, like, do you want to make the Olympics? It's like, okay, yeah, I'll do another cut. Twist my arm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, fine. Um, but, yeah, we I remember we were in there, and there was a birthday. These people were starting this birthday. It was, like, 9, 
like 9 p.m. There was going to be cake. I was cutting, and so I, I declined, like, going. And it was a huge deal. Everyone got mad. They were like, you're such a terrible friend. Like, you won't even go to this birthday and eat this cake. And, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm having flashbacks of, like, me being like, mom, you know what I mean? Like, why would you eat the cake? And now I'm sitting here, like, years later, and being like, yeah, like, I get well, it. Like, mm, that's, it's just crazy how it came. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really did come, like, full circle. Um, but, yeah. I just, those little things, like, I think do, like, make a big difference and, like, everything's super competitive now that, like, you want to do the little things just be, to have that, like, competitive advantage. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, like, everyone's strong. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talented. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, what are the little things that you can do to continue to keep that, like, advantage? And it's just, like, the small things that you wouldn't think about, like, sleep. Like nutrition, you're good at that one. Like, I'm good one. at sleep. Yeah, yeah I think everyone knows. Everyone's like, "What's your uh, number one thing for recovery?" I'm like, "Oh, sleep. Like a lot of it." Um, How much sleep did you get last night? Um, last night, yeah, ten hours. Maybe like nine? ten hours. Ten? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It's like I clock in an app, like an average and Colleen, of 10. How many how many hours of sleep? I think like seven and a half. Oh, yeah. I just she's I brutal. Just I, yeah. yeah. I would not function. Like seven and I'm like unwell. What other um, I guess like sources of inspiration or role models did you guys have outside of the family? Were there athletes that each of you like looked up to and, you know, used as inspiration while you've been developing throughout your athletic careers? Or and if it's not a person, was it some other source? I feel like I need to say this real quick. Colleen. I had you as my screensaver. <gasps> no. no, I'm not kidding. So when I was really into CrossFit, like I like before I made the transition oh from CrossFit to weightlifting, I had a picture of Colleen. It was like a mirror selfie. This makes me sound so weird. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and I literally <laughs> like you were my thing, and I put a quote over it. Um, I don't oh remember what the quote was. Um, but so this is funny now, and I'm like, do I tell her? Do I not tell totally. her? Oh, that's so um, cool. But yeah, oh I, I think I was like 19, probably. Oh my god. Yeah, and so I, it was cool. you with like a quote over it. So same, I will admit too, because I mean, I think I might have shared this with you when we met at Mark Bell's gym. But just watching like training footage of you, you training in a CrossFit box somewhere in NorCal, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, but just watching you hit like massive cleans was super inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm gonna like start crying here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's what this podcast is all about, baby. <laughs> yeah. Just feelings. Oh, um, that's my amazing god. though. Totally yeah. full circle. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lots awesome. of circles coming in today. Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, but as far as um I don't know, I don't know if I I can think of like like a one person that like you know what I mean? Like I I fangirled a lot. Um, like I remember my first weightlifting competition, I was just like starstruck. Um, and my mom still like reminds me to this day. She's like, "Oh, remember when like you were scared to share a platform with so and so?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Um, yeah, I don't. I can't think. Is of there that. an athlete that you would still be starstruck by today? You think? Um. I don't think so. Mm. I don't. I re- like start like start That's like a good I, place to be. I wouldn't like <laughs> lose my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what I think it's cool. Yeah. What I want to have a conversation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But what I like, would my heart like start skipping beats? <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't even think that a celebrity would do that. Like a, like yeah. an actor or an actress. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Mm. I just, in my head, everyone's just like a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're very talented at something, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But like, you can respect the craft. But yeah, yeah. But like outside of that, like, 
just people. Yeah, everyone puts their mm-hmm. pants on. Yep, one leg at a time. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Kelly? What uh, role models or source of inspiration? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I mean, I know you said outside of family, but like I like my parents are like every like I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing now if it weren't for them. Like especially mm-hmm. in early years, like I'm sure I would have quit swimming and like all that stuff a thousand times because like when you're younger you're just like this sucks I don't want to do it and then like you just haven't developed those routines and that like inherent discipline to do those things and so Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful that um they kept pushing me and now like even still like they're just huge inspirations of mine but like as far as um well it's funny because Molly Vollmer uh so I remember like my first regionals in CrossFit like I was following her on Instagram I was like she's so badass and I was like I remember being on the floor with her I mean she crushed me (laughs) like so I remember as a legless rope climb workout and she was it was like legless rope climb you run down to a pylon and back she's just lapping me and I was just like happy to be here (laughs) (laughs) and it's like crazy because now she's one of my best friends and I'm like Mm -hmm. that's just so cool yeah that's Um, awesome that was and, a pretty cool team competition that you guys did. It was you, Molly, and... Yeah, oh I, my gosh. Who else was yeah. there? Someone else So it was uh, our CrossFit te- games team. Yeah. Yeah, so it was me, Molly, Jen, um, Alex, Rufio, and Chris. Um, that was so much fun. That was... I mean, I love being on... I mean, competing individually is really cool, but, like, team stuff is just... I don't know. I feel like, or at least for me, like, even I think back to, like, because a lot of my collegiate teammates like were huge inspirations for me because like on days when I'm like I don't want to be here I don't want to do this like you're just you know you're working towards something way bigger than yourself which is sometimes like gives you an extra little oomph at the end of the day so yeah no absolutely and I mean honestly like and I've told Steffi this like I remember um like listening to interviews that she did like I think years ago now And, like, as I was starting to think about, like, going back to school and stuff, and, like, in undergrad, I, like, we were talking about this earlier, I had a really tough time balancing school and athletics. And thinking about going back to school, I was like, I feel like history is just going to repeat itself. I'm going to be drowning and only going to be able to be, like, average in both of these things. And then, like, I'm not going to get to the games and it's just going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. And, um, And watching, like, Steffi talk about, like, you know, her schooling and competing and being able to do all of these things at such an elite level, like gave me, I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like there are other people doing this and it's just a matter of time management and like prioritizing things and like just taking it one day at a time. And so like, she's been a huge inspiration for me too. Absolutely. Um, when it, when it comes to like balancing life and training for sport at an elite level for both of you, like what are what are some of the things that you've learned over the years, or I guess when you're asked that, because I'm sure you're asked that all the time, how do you give advice about balancing that? Or obviously you have to prioritize training, but how do you accommodate fitting the rest of your life in around training? Um, I think for me, and it's going to kind of sound like kind of contradicting, but in the beginning, like I thought that in order to achieve my goals that I needed to sacrifice absolutely everything. And it was to a point where it was almost too much and I didn't get to do anything else. And I wasn't like maintaining relationships and friendships. And like I had gone three years without even visiting home. Um, 
just because I was so like obsessed and doing like so much only focusing like on training them. Um, and I found that like, that was just too much, like not giving myself any bit of like room to like do things that I enjoyed. Like I, I remember like someone being like, so what do you like do outside of training or what do you enjoy outside of training? And I, I didn't even know. Like, I had no idea what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I liked going on hikes. I didn't know if I liked beaches. I didn't know if I liked mountains. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, all I knew was that I liked weightlifting. And so then it got scary because I was like, well, who am I if I, you know, if I break my leg or I, right. you know, lose my thumb and can't hook mm-hmm. grip? Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. But, like, what, what, am I, what do I do and who am I? Um... And so, like, when those questions kind of, like, started, like, presenting, like, that, like, I started thinking of those questions. I was like, hmm, I should, I should probably figure that out because while I do like weightlifting, I also like it, like, I'm a human and I need a life and I need relationships and I need, you know, things like that. Um, so, I kind of just switched to where I still take training, like, very seriously. Like, I don't, I don't skip sessions and stuff like that, but if I don't, like absolutely plan out everything and like times and like set time aside for things then like I'm not like I'm all over the place I'm not organized so the biggest thing for me is just like realizing that that like yes you have to be dedicated and you have to do all these things but like to an extent you do have to have like a balance and you do have to give yourself like time set aside to do the things that like actually bring you joy Mm -hmm. not that weightlifting doesn't but a different kind of joy Mm -hmm. So just figuring out how to like incorporate both of those and find like a happy balance between the two of those, that's like where I thrive. Like if it's too much one side, it's just like too much. You know what I mean? Like I have to find like a a happy medium and then just to find the happy medium, like I have to stay like super like on schedule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's like, I don't know. So just prioritizing things and making, like making myself do things. Yeah, very intentional. Do you plan out your weeks in advance? I do it, I just do day by day. But my weeks look the exact same. So like Monday, like all the things I do. Monday, Wednesday, Friday is like two a, two a days too. So like I know those days are a lot like for training. Again, I know that. So like that's fine. So then on like Tuesday, Thursdays, Saturday, Sundays, I make sure that like, yes, I get my training in first and it's done. But then like I have a whole day to like do other things like coursework and like client work or like dinner dates maybe on those mm-hmm. days and stuff like that so um it's very like day by day but like it's a pretty consistent weekly schedule as well yeah. do you awesome. like where you're at with that right now do you feel like i'm you're, thriving you're for thriving. once yeah i actually <laughs> feel beautiful. like really good nice. i mean it took me a while to kind of like figure out if i was talking to her about it yeah. i'm like because I, I wanted to go back to school, and I'm like, oh, let me just add school on now. I finally feel like I'm in a good place in managing everything. Um, but kind of like what she said, like, it's just about prioritizing it and, man- like, time management. And at the end of the day, just doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, execute. I don't know. Yeah, just mm-hmm. execute. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious what, real quick, are you, are you allowed to disclose what you're thinking of going back to school for? Yes, so the original plan and why I was going to nursing school is because I wanted to go on to CRNA school. So it's a certified registered nurse anesthetist. So it's like an anesthesiologist, but like you don't go to med school. You don't carry like malpractice insurance and stuff like that. Um, But you do have to go through nursing school first. So I have a lot of school still like left. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not sure if all my like credits will transfer over. So I'm like, I might as well start that process just to see Mm-hmm. Like if there's repeat classes I need to take that don't transfer and stuff like that. So it's a, I'm going to, it's a very slow approach, but something that like I'm slowly starting to You're like, thinking about life. Yes. Yeah. Life after weightlifting. Ooh, life after yeah. weightlifting. Yeah. Yes. That's another yes. good topic. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We got to yeah. ask Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> we got to ask Colleen first about her balance between training yeah. and life and work and all that stuff. Cause you, you do, you do a bunch of stuff too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, I think like kind of big picture thing, like especially transitioning out of competitive sports is really like what you touched on, like identity. And I think for me, it's always been really important, but like, especially now I feel like I've really grown in my faith a lot and like leaning into that. That's been really big for me because I mean so much, like I love what I get to do on a day-to-day basis with coaching and my own training and being a data analyst now and like those are all amazing things and they're huge parts of what I do but like my purpose here is even greater than that and like I think just leaning into that for me has helped a ton with just being at peace and like also like when I am going through tough times just like being able to be strong through those like knowing that I have my faith to lean on but also not just it being there for like hard times, but like celebrating it in the great times too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really important for me. And then I think like on a day-to-day level, like what Hunter was talking about is, I think it's like at certain times when you're trying to take on like these new big things, like I feel like it's like might be a silly analogy, but like you're standing at the bottom of like a huge mountain and you're like, holy shit, like how do I, like instead of just, like you just have to take things one day at a time. And like when I was starting back up with school, I was like, this is gonna take forever. Like, cause I was like, I need to go with this really slow. Cause I was competing full time in CrossFit. And I was like, well, time's gonna go by regardless. So I might as well. And like, I just finished up my master's uh, like a month ago. And I'm like, I mean, it did take a while, but like, but it's done. And like, I'm super happy I did it. And I'm really glad that I took like the, balance of that because like there was no point in biting off more than I can chew um but I think like Hunter was saying staying super organized day to day so like even before when I was training full-time kind of setting like a quote-unquote work day so to speak almost like a nine to five where like my training starts and then I'm doing school work in between and then I train again and then that way like at five six o'clock like I'm shutting down for the day Mm -hmm. and then I get to just chill turn on Netflix and I'm eating and that's it and I can go to bed and all that stuff so and now working full-time it's like very similar like get up I work you know have meetings all that stuff but then just staying really regimented and having like with training like I really like training at the same time every day like instead of it being really sporadic because like once things get like unorganized it just kind of all (laughs) goes to shit a little bit um so just saying like really regimented day-to-day and I like routine a lot like I find a lot of comfort in plans and routines so I I keep it that way or try to so yeah amazing you guys both also have really awesome significant others in your life and when it comes to like support systems and um kind of balancing life is there anything you want to share about that because I'm sure yeah let's talk about that's interesting um well Simon's like absolutely amazing um it's gonna make me sound like like not a good like partner because he just does so much um 
one, he's really good at keeping me like sane. Um, so I definitely can like wake up one day and like feel super anxious for absolutely no reason and no, like not know why. And like he will immediately know. And then just like he just kind of knows what to say to keep me like grounded, I guess, and make me like feel better. Because a lot of times it's just like nothing. So he's really good at like putting things that like maybe I'm not thinking logically about or that I can't like see for like what it is into like perspective for me. Mm-hmm. So just constantly like, I don't know, it's easy to get down on yourself, especially with like weightlifting and like strength boards and stuff like that. Like you, f- you constantly feel like you need to be better or you need to be at a different spot than you are. So just being like having someone to like see it for what it is that's like not coming from like yourself is like super helpful. It's just like, no, actually look at all the progress that you are making. Look at what you're doing. Like look where you were at this time. Mm -hmm. Look where you are now. Um, And then aside from that, like this dude does my laundry. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like he does all my laundry keeper. yeah he picked out your outfit keeper. the other day what? although it was a work uniform okay he he does not pick, he does not pick my outfits up so he was just super specific it was just what one I time was, yeah one time um but yeah he did he had that ready for me Amazing. um and yeah like just i mean so be patient wait for the right partner who's gonna take care of you yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and it took and it took him like a while like it took us a while to figure each other out yeah. um and then as soon as we did it was like oh okay this is amazing um nice. yeah so he yeah he does it a lot for me and yeah that's again just support like it's just it's such a big thing um feeling supported and yeah he's great good guy he's good yeah super smart too like the smartest guy i've ever met and he he himself is so like the hardest working person that i've ever met in my entire life and so he makes me better you know what i mean like i and it's not even that i feel like i need to like keep up with him or i need to like i'm i'm aware of like what i do and i want to be good at it and like it's the same for him like he does his thing and like he's super successful with it like i do what i can to support him and like he does the same for me and there's never like we're not competitive like if we're competitive with each other, it's in like in a goofy way, mm-hmm. but it's never like, like we're very much like on the same team. He knows what my goals are. I know what his goals are. And it's just nice to like have a partner who's like super motivated and like wants to be as the best he can at what he does because it makes me also want to be the best at like what I do. Yeah. So then we can just be this like Power, mm-hmm. Hashtag power couple. Yeah. Colleen right? <laughs> and I have talked about this a lot because mm-hmm. we, I mean, we're a little bit older. We've been around the block a few times. Yeah. Have some <laughs> relationships that maybe didn't go that well. Yeah. Right? And yeah. or where like as a strong woman, you're leading the relationship and you feel like there's this just this guy that's around that's like trying to catch up or puts on a front that he has a yeah. lot of ambition and then it kind of comes to light that that's not the case but mm-hmm. but you're in a better yeah. situation now where you found someone yes who's, I met my match <laughs> I definitely did and that's the thing like you're saying it's like um I think it's cool to find someone that like obviously like is supportive but like it's cool to be like supportive in a way of like they're crushing their things and you're like motivating each other mm-hmm. and again not in like this competing way but yeah. like it's like he, my boyfriend totally inspires me. Like yeah. you're saying of like how hard he works and like, and it's just really cool that like we met through sport and like, he also totally understands that side of it, like the competitive mm-hmm. side and like going through those things. And like, even as something as little as like, I still like track and weigh all my food and I'll bring Tupperware to the restaurants mm-hmm. and stuff. And he doesn't like 
give me shit about it. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, like I get you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Like it's just, there's a, there's good ones out there. Really good ones out there. And I feel uh, like, um, there's, I don't know where this came from or who said this, but someone yeah. told me this at one point and it stuck, um, that obviously when, when you love someone, you love witnessing everything that they do and all that they accomplish. But when mm-hmm. you see them pursuing their passion, mm-hmm. it's almost like the most in love with them oh, that you yes. can be. Because That's Esther Corral, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I love <laughs> that. I yeah. Oh, it's so good. Lines. But I'm sure for, for them supporting each of you, being able to witness you guys accomplishing these amazing things helps the love grow so much deeper. And, mm-hmm. and then likewise, as you see them accomplishing the things that, that they're passionate about or yeah. performing the things that they're passionate yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, like initially when I met Carlo, I was just like, just the ambition and drive. I was like, hi, hello. Damn. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. So it's, yeah. And just like you were saying too, like I, definitely like he's super way more even keeled than I am like day to day. I'm all over the place. And so like sometimes when I'm just like going down rabbit holes, he's like, go on back. Yep. (laughs) Let's, let's go ahead and reel, reel you back in. Yeah. Which is, which is always good to have. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Any, um, any awkward moments as you guys have been getting to know, or you, you guys have been together a long time, but Mm -hmm. was there a moment where you're like, Oh, I got over this thing that I wasn't sure was going to happen or like an awkward moment or a really awesome moment that you'd want to share. What's up everyone. It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it, Steffi sees it, Hayden sees it, we all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it, I mean the proof is in the pudding. US Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. I mean, a really awesome moment was... So I love writing cards, like handwritten cards for people. Um, It started as a thing of like when I was younger, so lots of siblings and like for Christmas, I was like... I cannot buy you all gifts. Yes. <laughs> like there are too many of you. Yes. I was like, I'm gonna write you cards. And like that just became a thing. And I also love receiving cards. I don't know, there's just something about like that's so meaningful to me mm-hmm. more than like any like big extravagant gift, like personally. And um I remember like the first few months, I don't know how it got brought up, but I had like and I had said that to guys in the past, like, I really love cards, like Wink, wink, yeah, like, like, hey, no, I, I really <laughs> like cards. So. And, like, no one ever wrote me cards. Uh-huh. So, and uh, so we were both still bobsledding at the time, and he was over in Europe competing. I was in Utah um, competing. And for my birthday, 
he like has an iPad that you can like, you know, write on and he like hand wrote out like a birthday letter to me and then like sent mm. it to me on my birthday and I was just mm. like that's mm. it. And it like and I still read it like <laughs> oh like you save all just, the cards too. Yeah. Mm. I just I, I love that stuff. And so like when I don't know, that just like I feel like that really sealed the deal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. So listening. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then taking action. And then taking yeah. action. Yeah. I'm not sure I have like a, like, I'm not a shy person. So like, there was mm. never anything that we had to get past. Like, it was mm. very just like, you here know. I am. Yep. Take me as I am. <laughs> um, so, I don't, the, but we did long distance for the first, like, um, seven months, and that was kind of a whirlwind. Really? How um, did you guys meet? Instagram. This, Instagram? Oh, yeah. my goodness. And so, it's actually kind Steffi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, her, Steffi, and Hayden were in Nova Scotia, like, for something, I don't know. Um, or Simon, Steffi, and Hayden were in Nova Scotia. And I guess, like, I don't know, like, I don't know the whole, like, story or whatever what they're doing, but... Steffi was like going through Instagram and was like, hey, do you think she's hot? Hey, do you think she's hot? <laughs> Simon's like, well, here's the story. He told me. He's like, no, 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 no. She pulled at me and he's like, yes. <laughs> um, and so Steffi messages like Instagram, like messaged me and said, hey, my friend Simon has a crush on you. And like I saw it and then she unsent it, but I'd already seen it. Um, and so I go to like her page I click on like her following and I type in Simon and like Simon Chang pops up. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't do anything about it. I don't follow him, like nothing. And then I see he follows me like a week later. I did not follow him back. So he Ooh. unfollows me. Oh. And so I'm like, hmm, I follow him. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like we're children. This is amazing. Um, and then like he followed me back and then all of his friends started like, tagging him on my post like like almost trolling him oh, like whatever so he finally messaged me he was like hey like sorry about my friends and i'm like oh no sweat like what's up <laughs> and then we just started talking heard you think i'm kind of hot yes yeah, so <laughs> i saw that message that was unsent by the way um yeah we just and that like honestly like that was it a month later wow. like he came and visited me and we started dating and then and now, now he does been, your laundry. Now, you know, he does my laundry. <laughs> Two years later, and he's doing my laundry. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I love that. Speaking yeah. of social media, well, that was something we wanted to touch on with you guys. Uh, being strong women uh, and obviously like posting training and sharing life, I guess, is there, has there been any challenges that you guys have gone through as your athletic careers have developed in like managing kind of your presence on social media? Or has it been a really great attribute to kind of your careers uh, taking off? I, I definitely like social media and I think that it's huge and like it has like given me a lot of opportunities and stuff. Um, there is like a, there is a balance and I, I see a lot of females talk about it, including Steffi and stuff, just like balancing like that you can be more than one thing. So like you're allowed to be like strong, but you're also allowed and smart and like feminine and like all of these things Like you don't have to be like one thing and it's okay to like show that you can be like more um and it's something i still struggle with now it's like do i lose respect if i you know post something like that's not weightlifting or you know outside of what people like think or expect me to do mm -hmm. so that's that's been like hard to like navigate um 
and just being like a female even in like the industry like there's not a lot of female weightlifting coaches and there's not a lot of like yeah I don't know so just still being able to like kind of take the lead there while still getting to like be myself is kind of challenging mm-hmm. um yeah but you're doing it's great to see you able now to like be able to produce educational content yeah and and lead that lead that in that area because there aren't, there aren't a lot of female weightlifting coaches there aren't mm-hmm. a lot of female coaches in general in general but then yeah. you go into weightlifting and it's even less yeah um and you do have such a strong audience that you know appreciates what you bring to the sport and mm-hmm. now you're able to coach and educate them that way it's pretty cool to see yeah i'm i'm enjoying it a lot like a lot a lot so what about you on the social media front? I, I mean, it's given me so many opportunities and mm-hmm. I've gotten to meet like so many incredible people through it and connect with people that I probably wouldn't otherwise, like if it didn't exist. Um, I definitely think now like something uh, like I think as like I'm kind of pivoting out of competing, like it's definitely... I don't know, like, sometimes I'll get in my head about, like, do people still want to follow, like, this new journey, like, with me and stuff, and I think that's more, like, added pressure that I put on myself, not necessarily other people putting it on mm-hmm. me, um, but I also think it's really cool to get to connect with other strong females mm-hmm. um, and feel like that's more normal and stuff and, like, celebrate that side of things, which is really cool, um, but yeah, so I think it's been, like, an incredible asset like to what I've been doing Mm -hmm. and um and I think it's just fun like now that I am like entering a new chapter of my life so to speak like sharing more of that Mm -hmm. and like and it is fun to like connect with people like I'm you know taking coding classes and people are like oh my god like what programming like and it's like fun to like geek out over like that stuff but also still like the lifting side of things and like getting into more like educational stuff and Mm -hmm. hopefully like impacting people in a positive way so I know yeah. you've over the last couple of years have been more in long form content. So breaking into YouTube, doing mm-hmm. a lot more vlogging, inviting people into your day to day life more and like just yeah. opening up more as a person. Has that like been awesome and therapeutic for you? Was it nerve wracking going from like, oh, I'm just posting training clips on Instagram to like, yeah. hey, welcome to my life? Oh, that was a bit. I mean, I'm so happy I did it. Um, but initially, and you can ask my, so my brother edits all my YouTube videos and I wouldn't have a channel if it weren't for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, like we tried, or a few years ago, I think it was back even to like 2016, he was like, you know, he's really wanted to do more with editing and stuff like that. And he's really great at it. And he was like, you should start a YouTube channel. I was like, okay. So like got the camera and stuff. I must've started like we have so many old clips of me attempting to film a vlog. And I was just like, no, it's <laughs> just not. No. Like I just felt so stupid. I was like, everyone's looking at me thinking like, who's this girl with this camera and all this stuff. And you realize like, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> and like, and it's, it's just really cool. Cause I feel like people get to know like, uh, just more of me, um, and like more of my personality and like, um, cause Instagram's great, but sometimes like there's only so much of you you can show. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to like, uh, just let people in on more of like my everyday normal life. I think it's also been helpful cause on Instagram, I feel like you can get like really specific about what you do or don't post. And like, mm-hmm. I remember when I started my YouTube channel, even something like I'm going to have to wear makeup every single day <laughs> and like, and then you're just like. 
this is me. <laughs> like, here I am right out of bed. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I think that was a good thing too. And like having to watch myself on camera and, and also just, I mean, I think that in and of itself allowed me to just like develop that skill of being more comfortable on camera. Cause like mm -hmm. I was talking about being like a shy younger person and like never in a million years, like would I have thought I would have the balls to like talk on camera okay. and stuff. So if anything, it's like cool to like prove to myself that I could do it. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, man, you're natural. So comfortable. So comfortable. Yeah, this week proved it for oh. sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hunter, are you YouTubing at all? Nope. No. Not, mm -hmm. not, not yet. Not a priority. No, not, yeah, not a I would love to. Um kind of what she said though. Like I, I tried once and I like I was here yeah. and I was like, this, this is not it. Like I just don't like even putting like the camp I was at Worlds. I went I was in Tokyo. So we were at a like camp before going to Worlds in Thailand. I'm like, oh this would be sick so everyone could see like behind the scenes. So I packed all my stuff and I had it there and like I just like I wasn't good at remembering to like film what I was doing yeah. and stuff like that. And then aside from that like editing all of it um like i'm just not sure right now it's something that i could put on my plate for me to do and handle mm -hmm. um maybe in the future like i would love to it's just like right now probably not you could uh, always dip your toes and just make a channel like the adventures of ollie winston and Sophie. yes you know? see and that's <laughs> i would table. i would do so good at filming them like, <laughs> i would just sit there and film them all day i would have so much fun filming them rather than filming myself there you go um so yeah any uh, hidden talents each of you guys have Ooh. that you'd want to share with the world? <laughs> I'm interested because that'd be YouTubeable. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you could YouTube me doing it. But, okay, I don't even know if it's like a hidden talent, but I'm really good at parallel parking. Wow. You like, are. I Perfect. literally, like, I just, you know how you pull up and then it's like, and then you're in? That's uh -huh. me every single time. Like, one I don't try. have to go up. I don't have to go back. Like, one and done. And we're just, you know. Impressive. Wow. impressive. Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. And it doesn't matter what car Did I'm you in. practice? No. In Oklahoma, is there just parallel parking only? Like when you take your driver's test and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. You were meant to live in Miami. I know. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm so fast at it too. It's just like, eh, done. Wow. It can be like, a, like sometimes I challenge myself too. Like if I see you and I'm like, eh, and I'm like, I can do it. And I nail it every time. Yeah. Do you so, drive like a smart car or something? No, I had a Jeep. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and it, you can put me in any car, and I'll just do it. Wow! Like even if I'm not familiar with wow. the car, yeah, not that like is a brag, great YouTube series. Yeah, impressive. I'm yeah, parallel parking. Yeah, that is my <laughs> hidden skill. Yeah. What about you, Colleen? Uh, I don't know if this is a hidden talent. I feel like I have really good handwriting. Ooh. No, that's Ooh. a good talent. Yeah. yeah. You know talent. what? Especially with how much we type now, I was thinking that the, the last time I wrote a card to a new man in my life, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, writing. I'm like, I never write anymore. I feel yeah. like I'm the sloppiest handwriting. I love writing things writing. out. Like writing notes and stuff. Like I would prefer to handwrite all my notes, but then my hand would like fall off and yeah. so I'm like, I have to type it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I left a note yeah. for Simon and he's like, what's it say? I'm like, yeah, my bad. Aww. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just text it. <laughs> Mine's not good. Oh man, I don't. I, I don't know if we have time for this, but I just want to touch on something that you mentioned, Colleen. Um, as you're like shifting out of your competitive athletic phase and fi and finding a way to share that story, and you're like, is that, is everybody interested in this story? Is this something worth sharing? But before the podcast, we were talking outside and and how that story for so many athletes, especially female athletes, never gets told mm -hmm. because either they're they're scared to talk about it because it's just such a 
you know, formidable part of their life that they're thinking. Yeah. They're like, I'll just put it off. No need to think about it. I'll just compete. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you want to expand upon that at all and, and what you're feeling during that process, because here we have you who's toward the end of your uh, competitive career. And we, here we have Hunter who's still, you know, thriving her in her competition, but maybe making plans with your CRNA and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you guys want to touch on that at all? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, cause I feel like I almost went through it twice a little bit like first was swimming but I found CrossFit soon after that so that kind of gave me that outlet outlet and then I just kept like competing for like what felt like forever pretty much um and I think definitely like Hunter and I were talking about this earlier I think um like going into back to school while I was still competing um it was definitely a lot at first but I feel like I got into a good groove and I feel like it gave me some separation from not like always thinking about training and stuff, which Mm -hmm. was kind of like a bit of an escape for sure. There were days that were Mm. tough to manage both. Like, of course. Um, but I think in general, like it's, yeah, it's tough. Cause like, unfortunately, or fortunately, like you can't compete forever. Mm. Um, and I think even if like, and when you're training at an elite level, like that to an extent has to take up a lot of your time, like 99% of your time. And so it's not like you can necessarily be like, if you're trying to go like completely pivot, like when I was competing, it's not like I could do data analyst internships and stuff like that. So it was tough when I'm like applying to jobs. I'm like, I don't have experience. And like, um, but I do think it's great to just start conversations of like what that's going to look like. Cause I think it's just, um, I don't think it's healthy to like pretend like it's not going to happen or be like, Oh, I'll just figure out once it's there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you will, but like you could make it a lot easier (laughs) on yourself by just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's something that I hope I can help people with is like, while I'm still like going through that, like even a few weeks ago, like watching Wadapalooza and, um, there was a bobsledding like world championships going on and I'm like, man, like mm-hmm. miss that. Like, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Like, it's just, I don't know, just finding like different, like even now working for hybrid, I feel like this has given me like a new outlet, not necessarily like I'm not competing, but like, I'm still in this world that I love of fitness. Mm-hmm. And now I get to help other people with their goals and stuff like that. So I, that's kind of a big tangent, but like, but I think just like talking about it yeah. and, um, not that you have to have everything figured out right away, but just, um, just starting to see like what you'd be interested in doing and talking to other, other athletes that have gone through that phase of their life. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that like, you don't have to get over it in a day. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to like miss that yeah. piece of your life and stuff. Cause it's, it's great. You know what I mean? But like, but also to know that like there's so many other exciting things like that you get to work towards past athletics and uh, I'll stop talking after this, but like, (laughs) but, and also like to know that like something that was super cool for me to see was like my manager at the last company I worked for, like one of the things that um, reasons why he wanted to bring me on for interviews was he was like, I know I won't have to worry about you working hard. Mm Because, like, he could see, Mm -hmm. he's like, you've, you know, competed in an elite level. And just remembering that, like, those things, whether you're going to stay in fitness or not, like, those things transfer over. Mm -hmm. And those things are really, really helpful as far as, like, 
work ethic, like staying disciplined, like mm-hmm. grinding when like other people want to quit and stuff like that. Like that's going to help you the rest of your life, like mm-hmm. way past competing. So Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. Dude, it's such an important part of your story to share. So I'm really excited to, to see what you I think come there's up There's something with. like really comforting too, when you start to realize in life that like nothing really stands still like the moments that you Mm. experience the phases of your life you you experience like they are temporary so you have Mm -hmm. to fully immerse yourself in them like very much appreciate all of the aspects of what's going on in your life right now and know that like change is coming Mm. and you're going to be able to navigate it and the next phase that you enter is also going to have equally amazing attributes to it may not be the exact same thing but you know your passion for fitness is now you're able to execute it in a new way Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think oh like you said always being able to remind people that like Hey, you, you're going to get through this, but also like really enjoy what yeah, you're in right, right. now, what phase yeah. you're in right now. Yeah, exactly. I remember like when I was making teams and stuff like that, um, I remember thinking that I had to like keep doing that in order for like people to like, like me or to give like value or something like that. And like throughout the years and just like being able to like like show myself be a bunch of different things and then still um see the way that like you can inspire people mm-hmm. like it's not about being like the strongest it's you don't have to be like the absolute best at something or the strongest at something you don't have to be at this like elite level to be um like respected like even now I like I haven't made a team in like a while like I'm still straining and stuff like that but I think more something that I'm digging into and that I get more like sad, like, like fulfillment out of is just seeing the amount of people that like I can continue to inspire to like be better at whatever they want to be, um, is something that like helps me feel better about when I'm done lifting because it's like, okay, maybe these people don't just like me because I just lift weights. Like how can I actually help them or like, what can I do to like show them that like there is more to just like. I don't know, just being super strong. Like they're like, you can be strong in a bunch of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of makes me feel better about like, maybe one day I I am done like weightlifting, like super competitively. It's like, how can I continue to inspire people or, you know, Mm -hmm. like while still maintaining like your sense of purpose and your sense of belonging, even though that part of your identity is Is not what it was or used to be. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. Like I, I have like feelings about, you know, being done with weightlifting and at the time, like right now, I don't know how I'm going to feel like I'll be sad and stuff like that, but I'm very much excited to like what the next journey will be and like how, what else can I do and things like that. So, um, it's nice to hear like Colleen be like, I'm super excited to do it in this way now, in this mm-hmm. way now, because it's like, yeah, like you're mm-hmm. right. There's there is more to it past just being like, you know, a, an elite athlete, mm-hmm. um, and that's just like comforting, knowing, and then just gives you more ideas. Like, oh, okay, when I'm done with that, like, oh, I can still do a lot of things. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So absolutely. Well, I'm just super excited that you guys are a part of our strongest team on the web, yeah, and yeah, I love that we have that claim to fame, even though it's maybe a claim that we put on our own chest, but uh, <laughs> I, it, it means to me so many things, right? Because we, it, it, there's inner strength, there's outer strength, emotional strength. Um, yeah. And I, and I feel like the two of you embody that in so many ways. And I'm just, absolutely, we are honored to have you guys as coaches, yeah. as athletes and uh, as team members here. So thank you for thank you, thank just you. being thank a part you. of the group. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. joining us on this episode too. We'll wrap it there.
Perfect. Boom. All right, Nikki Poo. What do you want for this intro? Can I rap? Uh, yes, do it. Just introduce the episode. How does? How? What do you know?